In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. On this day in the church, the real question is, what do you treasure? What do you treasure? In the Gospel reading that we have today, a man comes running up to Jesus. In Mark's Gospel, he's called a young ruler. In Luke's Gospel, a rich young man. And he comes and says, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And in Matthew's Gospel, he says, What good deed must I do? What one thing must I do to inherit eternal life? What's the secret recipe to get in? How do I get a golden ticket? And if you listen carefully, what Christ basically says is love. He says love other people. And then the young man says, I've done all that. What more do I need to do? And Christ says, sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and come follow me. You can sum it up this way. Christ says, love other people. And then he says, now love God more than anything. And the guy can't do it. He walks away sad. Because he had great possessions. And really, he was asking the question about eternal life because he heard about this eternal life thing and he was hoping he could spend all of eternity enjoying his possessions enjoying his wealth. He wanted eternal life on his terms, and he wanted it with his stuff. In essence, he had turned his money into an idol, and he wanted to live forever with his idol. But Christ says, you can't have God and your idol. And for us today, we need to think really hard about idolatry. We need to think really hard about what we treasure. Because idolatry is not simply bowing down to some carved image. That is part of it, okay? But idolatry really is putting anything in God's place. Putting anything first in our life that is not God. And that can be a long list of things. It can be money. It can be pleasure. It can be entertainment. It can even be family. This one's really subtle. When people love their family more than they love God. God doesn't tell us not to love our family. Okay? These are not um, opposed to each other. But we are supposed to love God through our family... But when our family is pulling us away from God, we need to say, whoa, hold on. First things first. I'm going to church first, then I'll come to your house for dinner. Recently, I was in a, I was in a group where, with um, a bunch of non-Orthodox Christians, and the question was asked, what do you think heaven will be like? And there are many different answers. Lots of people said, well, I don't think there will be pain. And that's scriptural. Where there is neither 
pain, nor sorrow, nor sign, right? We hear that in our prayers for our memorials. But a lot of answers focus on not having pain. Somebody said, well, I think heaven will be like walking without all of your bones creaking. Somebody said, I think heaven will be like an amusement park where there's something for everybody and everybody will enjoy it all the time. I didn't say anything. I was just listening. But really, really, I was thinking about that answer a lot and it saddens me. Because that person seems to confuse fun with joy. True joy is living in the presence of God, living in the righteousness of God, and having the grace of God flowing through you. That is true joy. And you can have true joy even in the midst of hardship. Fun is all about self-centered pleasure and entertainment. And really, out of the answers that I heard in this group about what people think heaven will be like, almost every single answer had something to do with themselves. It was all egocentric. Heaven will be about this for me. I will see my loved ones. I will have this pleasure. I'll see my cat. I'll, like, whatever it was. There was one person, actually, in the group who was Orthodox who said, I think heaven will be a moment of joy. And I thought, that person is on to something. The kingdom of heaven is going to be living in the presence of God. It's going to be the worship of God. St. John of Kronstadt says that the divine liturgy is the closest thing that we have on earth to the kingdom of heaven because it is the heavenly worship which we enter into. So you have to ask yourself a question. If the kingdom of heaven were all eternity of the divine liturgy, would you want to go? Would you want to go? If you'd rather spend your time for all eternity at an amusement park or a golf course or getting a massage or wherever it is that you go to have fun, if you'd rather be there than at church, then you have to ask yourself, hmm, I wonder if God is really first in my life. Maybe He is. Maybe we just have more work to do. But we really have to ask ourselves, what do we treasure? Jesus says, very interesting line, he tells this young man, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. All three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all have this phrase, treasure in heaven. Christ promises treasure in heaven if, he follows, if the man follows Christ. St. John Chrysostom says, it wasn't the wealth that was the problem. It was the love of wealth that was the problem. And St. Paul says in his epistle to Timothy that the love of money is the root of all evil. 
But St. John Chrysostom says that actually following Christ is the harder commandment than selling everything that he had. Following Christ was the harder commandment. God wants our hearts. And if we're not willing to give him our money, then we certainly won't be willing to give him our heart. There was a uh, cartoon in the New Yorker many, many, many years ago. A woman goes to a doctor and she's telling him, I want you to make me feel better so that I don't have to give up what's making me feel bad. And honestly, that's what we often do with God. We come and we say, I really love this sin over here, and I know that it's killing me, so I want to feel better, but I really just am not quite ready to give it up. I'm, I'm a little too embarrassed to admit that I have an addiction, or a passion, or a sin, or a thorn in the flesh. But really, we can't take... We can't take our earthly pleasures with us to the kingdom of heaven. There's, I've said this before. Have you ever seen a hearse with a U-Haul trailer behind it? All your stuff isn't going with you. But I heard recently a wonderful definition of salvation. Salvation, according to the Orthodox Church, is about growing up. Salvation is about growing up. And what does that look like? It means growing up from being egocentric, self-centered, to being Christocentric, Christ-centered. And this gospel today is all about growing up. If you go to a playground and you watch preschoolers play, the kids are often hoarding toys. No, that's mine. Give it back. Right? And if you go to, say, um, a place where people are dying, oftentimes they say, take whatever you want, I don't need it. Like when my grandmother was dying, people were visiting her. She was given about six to eight weeks to live. And she'd say, hey, take something on the way out. <laughs> Remember me, pray for me. My brother was living with her at the time. He's like, hey, I need that glass. I need that silverware. Like, I still live here. Grandma, stop it. <laughs> she was totally detached. And it's no, it's no coincidence that step two of the ladder of the divine ascent by St. John Climacus is detachment. We have to detach from this world in order to be attached to the Lord as he ascends into heaven. So, the question that we have before us is what do we treasure and what have we made an idol in our life? These are really tough questions to wrestle with. You have to figure out what's killing you and what's making you feel bad. And if you want the kingdom of heaven, if you want the glory of God for all of eternity, which we can't even imagine what all eternity is, if you want that, 
which no eye has seen and no ear has heard, you have to be willing to give up that sin and passion that's killing you. The good news is the Lord is always ready to receive us. The Lord is always ready to support us as we try to pick up our cross and follow Him. And the church is always open to those who want to repent. The church is always open to those who truly want to love God. So remember, as this man had kept the commandments of love of neighbor, he still He still hadn't kept the commandment to love God with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so we need all of it, brothers and sisters. We have to love our neighbor. We shouldn't kill. We shouldn't commit adultery or steal or bear false witness. We should honor our father and mother. We should love our neighbor as ourselves, but we have to go beyond that. God doesn't want just externally good behavior. We need to be more than nice people. We should be nice people. We need to be more than nice people. We need to be holy people. David says in the Psalms, with the holy you will be holy. And God says, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Let us lay aside all earthly care and let us commit ourselves and all our life unto Christ so that we can truly, truly be heavenly-minded while living in the body here on earth. May God grant this to us, and may He grant us the courage to repent and to turn away from that which holds us back. To Christ our God, the Savior of our souls, be glory, honor, and worship together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be.